When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Nine and Always podcast, parts of the Fansided Podcast Network. My name is Robert Morrison, a contributor at NineOnOise.com, and here with me, fellow contributor, and, um, I, well, you know, here to help me sort out all the, the insanities of the last couple of days, uh, Akshaz Tovadula. Akshaz, ha- how are things? <laughs> <laughs> things are good, Robert. Um, you know, watching the preseason game last week, super, like, excited, pumped. Love it when I know. preseason games end with, like, game-winning drives always super excited lots of good things i was like what a fun what a fun way to like go into chargers week and wrap up the preseason schedule but you know we (laughs) we delayed (laughs) we delayed our recap for a little bit and now yeah there's a lot to talk about a lot more than just the Broncos. Right. So as Akshay said, we, the, a little peek behind the curtain, we, we're we not quite into full like season mode. Part of that is because these preseason games are on like weird days and all three of them, all three of their preseason games will have been on different days of the week, all weekends at least. So that's nice. Um, but we were planning on recording this Tuesday night and then it didn't work out. We had to move some things around. And then, of course, on Wednesday, everything just kind of went crazy um and we'll get into all that here in a minute um you know just a weird thing uh let's i mean we don't we don't have to like belabor the point that as you said it was actually you know an, a, a kind of fun and exciting uh matchup with the broncos and um you know that denver got out to a, a a pretty decent lead and the the niners came back and um you know, it's it's hard to call a preseason game exciting, but if you were going to call one exciting, I think that would be a pretty good example of it. You know, they got some good good practice with a two-minute drill, and they got to run a two-point conversion, albeit from, you know, not the not the three-yard line, but the or the two-yard line, but the 17-yard line, which is a little awkward. But um, 
you know, lots of, I think there's some, some good takeaways uh, that we could bring from it. And, and we, and we will, we will discuss that a little bit um, because one thing about that game with it being the second preseason game out of three, it used to be the third, the third preseason game out of four is like dress rehearsal kind of thing. And you really got to see like the starters for most of the time, although that wasn't even true for this game. It'll be interesting to see what happens uh, on Friday in light of uh, recent news, but we're, we're going to start. We're not going to bury the lead too very much. Um, just kind of get to the point um, on Wednesday. Uh, initial news leaked out. I, I don't know. I don't remember when it was. I want to say it was like probably early morning uh, Eastern time. Actually, I, I think I want to say it was like, at, you know, like 10 a.m. or something like that um, on my time. And it was leaked, released. I'm not really sure how this information got out. I think it was Adam Schefter or somebody like that who put it out and said that uh, Sam Darnold had won the quarterback backup quarterback position for the San Francisco 49ers. And Trey Lance was uh, basically demoted to quarterback three at best. Um, and then there was a, a bunch of things flying around and the speculation basically started to be like, oh, but they've been trying, they've been trying to move him all off season and they're looking to, to get rid of him and they're trying to, to, you know, get him out of the building and yada, yada, yada. And there's just been all kinds of crazy going on. Um, so there's just so many directions we could take this conversation. Um, I, 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 I just frankly don't know. So. Agshaz, let, let's just start with like initial reactions to the news. What, what, what? Just focusing on the decision to to elevate Sam Darnold into the quarterback two uh, position. What was your reaction when you saw it? And even now, maybe you know, almost two days later, what's what are you thinking about it in in that moment? So, from what I've heard about the NFL's new rules implemented because of the Niners fiasco in Philadelphia, which is honestly like the reason this entire conversation is happening everywhere is only because, you know, the Niners end up playing Purdy who can't throw anymore in the NFC championship game is that apparently in order to, I think, have your third quarterback or emergency quarterback be active, but not quote unquote, like on the active roster. I think you have to designate who your QB two is. So in that sense, if this is true, then I think we were discussing how I don't get why this is even a discussion. Like, why do you need to say this? But if the rules dictate that, like naming your second quarterback is required to then get basically get the extra roster spot. Mm-hmm. Then it makes sense. Sure. Now, yeah. I did not know that. Who, so that's interesting. As to who they named quarterback to? I, you know, I, I think based on like what we've seen in preseason, and if you're like looking through the stats at training camp, I don't really know if you can say that Sam Darnold's been like days light years ahead of Trey Lance. But I think you can reasonably argue that he just seems to have a little bit more like control over his mechanics mm-hmm. fundamentally when it comes to like throwing a short pass. And if you think about what do you need if Brock Purdy goes out of the game? Like and you just need like a quarterback to finish the second half. You need someone who can hand it off to McCaffrey, can throw a good screen to Debo and Ayuk 
and maybe take advantage of the defense, but you're really looking for like base competency. Right. And we saw what happens when like you don't get that with the quarterback, Josh Johnson, you know, had some <laughs> tough moments. Not to insult Josh Johnson, right, right, right. but <laughs> like I think you saw what happens when you get behind like the standard that you need in order to just like run an offense. It can happen. But you know, there's so many my initial reaction was, I don't know if I agree with the decision. I think it's malpractice to have Lance like buried on the depth chart, but keep him on the team. I think at this point, you're not getting anything out of having Trey Lance on the team. Right. And that's, I think, was my first response was, what's the point? Why is he here? Looking back on it a little more, as like a couple of days have passed, and hearing how the 49ers are kind of talking about it, I'm willing to agree with the decision in theory. I think if the Niners are like thoroughly convinced that Lance is just not where he needs to be, then sure, fine. I suppose like the Niners ethos is every comp, like everything's a competition and you can always have something up for grab and like your draft position, contract position doesn't matter when it comes to playing. Like you gotta, gotta earn your spot. So if Sam Darnold earned his spot, that's fine. This is like, there's something good here that the Niners think they have a guy who's like better than who they had before to be in their quarterback room. That's always a positive, but there's so many like larger organizational questions and problems that come with basically what is kind of the final nail in the coffin of Trey Lance's 49ers career. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to get traded this year. I'm not saying he's going to get traded ever, but at this stage of the game, with how much they're backing Purdy, and now the fact that Darnold will be first one up if Purdy goes down, you're basically, you need last year to happen again for Lance to really <laughs> right. get a shot. So, you know, there's a whole, there's a larger treatise on how they treated, how the Lance situation went down, and we can like litigate that more, and I'm sure we will discuss it a lot more. But first sure. reactions were, I don't know if you need, if this is the right decision for your team, but if all you're trying to do is get the best quarterbacks in the pecking order and you've decided that Darnold is better than Lance, then so be it, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of where I was, too. It was like I I personally didn't see anything that that set either one like massively ahead of the other. Um but there's also a lot that we didn't that we're not privy to, right? There's a lot of practice time and a lot of that that we didn't see. So, um, and based on Shanahan's comments yesterday, he went on KNBR and talked about it and was talking about how it's been about over the last week and a half or so that that Darnold has really separated himself. And obviously, other than the the preseason game, we haven't seen him over the course of that ten those those ten days. So, we just kind of have to take him at his word and. <sighs> I know there's a lot of people who like to poke holes in all these things and like to talk about, oh, well, you know, people are everybody's lying and 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 all this stuff and everybody's trying to protect themselves. And maybe I don't know. Um, I don't think that's really that important um, because the fact of the matter is we're talking about the backup quarterback, a position that hopefully won't even matter when it's all said and done. Right. Because the hope is that Brock Purdy is good enough to maintain his position and that he, he stays healthy and that's it. Like that's that's the goal whether or not that 
is true or not, we shall see. Um, but it, it's certainly at this particular moment that that's where we are, right? That's that's what you got to bank on. And frankly, if this is just like a, a bookkeeping thing, as you were talking about uh, with getting that that emergency quarterback spot on it, I don't know. Um, but but I mean, it is interesting. And again, we could talk about this, as you said, ad nauseum, uh, you know, whether or not the 49ers made the right decision or whether or not they did this or did that and yada, yada. Um, there's, there's also like a, 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 clearly a string of like bad things. Um, and a lot of things that went, that kind of went wrong for, for Lance to, to kind of end up in this position. I actually have, um, an article that I was working on today that should be out here probably by the time people are listening to this, if it's not already about like the things that we all know, um, but it's just kind of, but, it, but I think it's good to like see them written out <laughs> in front of you and just like, like, yeah, this kid was taken with a, with the number three overall pick and yeah, they spent a lot of draft picks to trade up and get him and all that. But the fact of the matter is, is also he caught a lot of bad breaks and a, a guy stepped up in front of him and played better than he did. And the situation just never, the timing was never right for him. Right. Um, Cause this time last year he was the starter and that was undisputed. And they were trying to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo because they wanted to him to be the starter. And then that didn't work because he got hurt for the second time in, in two years. Um, and it's just like these things happen. And so, um, yeah, we could, again, we could, we could talk about, this being the end of his of his Ford Niners tenure, and that may be the case. Um, I tend to think it's going to be really hard to to get rid of him um, or to trade him or do anything with him simply because of the way that his um, salary situation is set up. He's not due a lot of money left on his rookie deal, but it's enough that it's going to be dead money on the cap over the next two years, and it's not it's not really what you want, and it's not going to save him any money, especially this season um, on the salary cap. It will it will next year, but it's it's would be prohibitive to a certain point at this juncture. So we'll see how that works. Um, I don't know. Um, I, I, I feel bad for him. I, it, he, he didn't ask for any of this and he, for all in, for uh, all reports are that he's, you know, a, a good kid who has worked hard and other than just being like a raw talent in a position that didn't really need a raw talent. I, I just, he, what did he do wrong other than like, he got hurt, and then a couple of other things happened that allowed him not to be able to get his job back. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think there's, like, very, like, clear points where you can say, like, so, first of all, one thing that has to be said is that, like, as, like, oh, my God, I blanked on the word, but, like, <laughs> as simple as this is, and, yeah. like, as like lacking nicety about it. Trey Lance, if Trey Lance was better, True. this wouldn't be a discussion, right? Like mm-hmm. let's preface that. Obviously that's not the way like sports work and there's development plans in place. And we'll talk about that a little bit, but if Lance played better, this isn't a discussion. So that's out of the way. Obviously blame is equally distributed is distributed to, a number of parties. I think the number one thing with Lance is that he was miscast by the 49ers when they drafted him. They thought he was more prepared for the NFL and they thought he was faster than he was. And 
I think the Niners thought because of those two things that he would have more immediate success, that he could be an athlete that could change games on the ground, not because he has the avenue to run, but because in the way that Justin Fields was last year, he is a legitimate weapon on the ground. And that's not the case, right? Lance is proven in the NFL that he's not that good an athlete to kind of like dominate on the ground. And they also thought he was more pro-ready. The offense in NDSU kind of would have geared him up to better attack the NFL. But that also proved to not be so true. He hadn't seen enough reps to attack defenses, and his mechanics were a little out of whack. So you bring him in his rookie year, and you realize he needs a lot of work. And like your first year, you let him work in the background, develop him up. He gets hurt, which apparently his finger injury really derailed a lot of his development, which makes sense if a quarterback is adjusting his mechanics to compensate. When you're healthy, that's obviously not going to be how you throw. So important caveat there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's the the index finger on his throwing hand, too. Um, and I, I even as I was I was writing the article today, he Shanahan said that it wasn't actually fully healthy until this May. So like three months ago, which is nuts. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just get you get a whole situation where he's already like he's developing his skills and he's got this injury. But now he comes in and he's like the guy. Right. The Niners are trying to get rid of Garoppolo so he can be the guy there. And Purdy, apparently, from reports that come out now, and it's really hard when you hear this stuff now because, I mean, you hear it and you've seen what Purdy did last year and you think, why didn't you hear about this when he was just on the roster as, like, Mr. Irrelevant? But supposedly, everyone in the 49ers loved what Purdy was doing. Shanahan thought he was ready to go. The 49ers defensive players thought he was really, really good. And like his play when he got on the field wasn't a surprise. So supposedly this is going on in the background, but you get Lance and he gets the runway he needs, right? If you look at his draft class, right, which was supposed to be a super elite class, like tons of great passers all around. Trevor Lawrence was atrocious his rookie year. Zach Wilson was and is not very good at football. Lance, (laughs) obviously, we're talking about him. Justin Fields is going through that very long development path, but he has the athleticism that kind of couches his growing pains as a passer. But there's a lot of talent there. And Matt Jones had a great rookie year, was thrown into an offense that might actually – the only offense in the league that actively worked against every player's <laughs> abilities. And now we don't know, right? And there are varying levels of like talent for all these guys. But the one thing that was true for all of these players, even like Mac Jones to some extent, is that they weren't great right out of the gate. You right. need to have time to play. And you get to Lance, and he starts to get that time. His first game in Chicago, an absolute monsoon. No excuse, obviously. He didn't play very well. Although apparently Chicago pundits thought he looked better than Fields in that game. And, you know, I was at the game. Neither guy looked really great. It wasn't the type of game you could look great in. Like the weather <laughs> right. was it was terrible. It was terrible. Can't be and seen, actually. Seahawks. Oh, man. <laughs> in the Seahawks game, 
he what's it called? He goes down the field. It's a lot of runs, but you know the Hawks weren't really good on defense. And it's like, okay, this is how like he's starting to learn some things, and then boom, breaks his ankle, and they're just not enough snaps anymore. And now you get to right. year three, and the Niners have not like allowed the possibility of Purdy like playing for his job, right? This is Purdy's job. And he looked really good against the Broncos. He's looked good every time he's on the field. And all the allowances we give Lance about growing and getting better and seeing the field better and knowing when to throw and getting tighter with his mechanics, that all applies to Purdy. Like, Purdy is also a second-year player. There is growth for him, too. And I think we just get to a point where it's impossible now. The Niners can't give him what he needs. But... The Niners could never give him what he needs. And I think that's the big issue here is when you drafted Trey Lance, you had to start him in 2020. And that's really hard to do when he's not as good as you thought he was. And you have a team of really talented players who deserve like the best option at quarterback, not long term, but like right now. And Lance, like, Personally, I was a little blinded by the hype of having a young quarterback and really hoping that he's going to be the next great thing. But if we look at 2020 objectively, despite how Garoppolo, 2020, 2021, sorry, yeah, objectively, I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, despite how Garoppolo played, right, which wasn't like incredible, he was a better option than Lance and the Niners eventually basically stuck with Garoppolo because that proved to be the case. The next year, who knows, right? People like to, people use that Chicago game for too much. When the truth is, we don't know how Lance would have played if that, if that season went on. Maybe this was always going to be the outcome. Maybe it turns out differently. But the second the Niners said to themselves, we can't give Lance reps, unless he is our best option, it was always going to be an uphill road. And yeah. once injuries happened, it's just we're where we are now, where the Niners have made, I think if you go on like a, like a bleacher report 15 years from now, top <laughs> 10 worst NFL draft trades of all time, right? Trey Lance is going to like this. This is going to be there. The Niners missed out on Peter Panassi, our, editor has an incredible article up on our site, but some of the players the Niners missed on. Yeah. Micah Parsons drafted with their original pick. Bradley Chubb was traded for using their pick, but beyond that, Jalen Waddle, I think there was... Jamar Chase. There's another <coughs> Jamar Chase, just like not only what, the players they didn't draft, but the future years. There's so much. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I don't know if they take like a, a wide receiver in that particular case because of who they had on the on the roster. But the point was well taken. Right. Um, you know, what would this team look like with another elite edge rusher opposite Nick Bosa? I mean, we know that that would make the defense that much better. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's tough. I mean, it, I mean, and everything that you're saying is is totally correct. Um, it, it's just it. This is the best option. They're playing the best quarterback for this team, which is other, which is otherwise Super Bowl ready right now, right? Um, so that was an obvious decision, and I, it's the it's funny the, the thing that everybody talks about. It, you know, we don't know anything about 
Lance and yada, yada. We know some things about who he is as a player. And one thing that I think we do know for sure is that he's, he's a rhythm guy, right? Um, and he needed those reps. I mean, if you're, if you're even thinking about the Broncos game, like he had a little bit of a rough start to that game, but once he got moving, like he started to make some throws and he started to find some seams and, and, and it, and everybody started going, Oh, well, Oh, look at him go. Like he's, this is the best uh, that he's looked and he's improved. His training camp has gone, gone on as he's gotten more, more opportunities. And I think that's true when, when he has gotten, when he is at, when he has looked his best um, in the spot amount of time that he's been out there as a player, it's been when he's gotten to sort of get into a rhythm and get comfortable and all that sort of stuff. It just has been too infrequent. In and now those opportunities are gone because even if he stays, he's not going to do anything. Um, there's not going to be any reps because Brock Purdy's going to get all the first team reps as the starter. And Sam Darnold is going to run the squad or the, uh, the, the opposing, um, what, what's the word that I'm looking for? <laughs> He's going to run the, uh, the scout team. Um, yeah, there we go. Uh, as the opposition quarterback and running their, their plays for the first team defense and Trey Lance is, I don't, I don't, frankly, I don't know what the, what the third quarterback does on an active roster. You know, he probably gets to run through drills and, and, and that sort of thing. But as far as 11 on 11s, he's he's done. <laughs> That's it. He's finished um, for the season, barring any, as you noted, any changes in the in the injury front or anything like that. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it's a it's a it's an interesting tale. and I'm sure there will be lots of discourse. Uh, one thing that I that I that I got <laughs> I started seeing was, you know, flip, the Twitter madness. Uh, after the, all this went down throughout the entire day yesterday was nuts. And um, these Packer fans were like go- up in arms about, oh, why aren't the why aren't the 49ers getting blasted for making th- this decision? And and yet the, the Packers are still getting blasted for for selecting Jordan Love in the first rounds you know, all those years ago. And now he's going to be their starter and he's going to be good. And, and I was like, well, first of all, the 49ers are getting blasted for this by the national media and by people who, <laughs> who write about them um, pretty clearly. Like, I don't think that's not happening. Uh, the other thing being is that the, the general process of we're a, a better quarterback away from being like a Super Bowl champion was probably right when they made the pick um, as opposed to what the Packers did, which was <laughs> just, pick a quarterback when they needed other pieces at that particular time. But that's, that's a different conversation for a different time. But um, I just wanted to, to kind of throw that out there. Cause it is something that like, to me, the process, the idea of we would have won the super bowl against the chiefs. If our quarterback play was a little better, was probably correct. Right. Um, they just made the wrong, they just made the wrong choice. It, it, it appears that they made the wrong choice. Um, was there a better choice out of the quarterbacks of that group? The only way that 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 I think that that would have happened is if they could have coaxed the Jaguars out of the number one pick. Frankly, like I'm I'm not sure Justin Fields is more successful in this situation because his, as you noted, his passing situation is his passing acumen at this particular point is not good enough, and he would have driven Shanahan nuts um, with all that. You know, Zach Wilson's, you know, Trey Lance should thank his lucky stars that Zach Wilson was drafted ahead of him because that looks even worse than this, at least. Um, And then Mac Jones, you know, whatever. Uh, So. The thought was we need a better quarterback. 
and they thought they were going to go get one, but they miscalculated, as you said. And they're right. Like, it's 100% right. They So if we go back to their decisions, right? Trading for Garoppolo as opposed to, like, hoping that Kirk Cousins made it on, basically, onto free agency is, like, the smart choice. Right. Right? For a team that's not that good, you throw a second-round pick, you see if you get a quarterback. Paying him what he did, little hasty, but the contract was so flexible, it was never a real worry. In 2019, after they lose the Super Bowl, when Tom Brady wants to come to the Niners, they should have said yes. And, you know, hindsight is 2020 that Brady had a couple elite seasons left in him, but that's mm-hmm. like the first mistake, right? Because if Brady makes comes to that team, that team's winning a Super Bowl. With Brady and everything that Brady brings, it's they're winning a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. I can guarantee it. After that... I mean, Brady won, won the Super Bowl the next exactly. year with, with the Buccaneers, and so I, mean, I feel pretty good about it. The Buccaneers had a great team, but I don't know if the Niners weren't right there. Probably a little worse around the edges, but still right there. Right. And if they sign Brady, I mean, who knows? The problem is then you get into, like, the butterfly effect of all the other decisions they have to make. But that's neither right. here nor there. I think so... The Lance pick to me was like the ultimate luxury pick. And the Niners did what the Niners always do. They hedge their bets like crazily. The Niners never fully commit to anything. <laughs> and that's like, that is really shrewd and also really telling. Like, I honestly, I think the biggest commitment the 49ers have ever made at anything is saying, hey, like this year, we're going to let Colton McKivitz play right tackle. And not sign anyone. That might be the most. That might be wow. the most like aggressive the Niners have been with the position and being like, oh, I don't know. This like this might go wrong, like really wrong. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. The, the Trent Williams thing was pretty was pretty good, and it didn't require that much aggression. So that, I think you could throw that in there. And then they gave him a lot of money after I, that. So I think that was pretty aggressive. But oh, that's I true. I see your point. Like, <laughs> it's a very, it was a very definitive statement on Colton McKivitz. Like, this is our guy. Like, he has not played any, any really meaningful snaps in the NFL, but this is our, this is our right tackle. All right, cool. Whatever. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Trent Williams thing is a perfect example. The Niners hear that Staley's retiring, and they're just like, as opposed to the process of let's go and let's like draft a guy and sign a guy and see if we can rebuild it. They're just like, let's just trade for Trent Williams. Let's see how he plays. Oh my God, he's incredible. We have like our next great left tackle, but they have contingencies for everything. This team has like has like two starting running backs because the first one might get hurt. So they have a second one. It has like <laughs> receivers a little weird, like right. but defensive line, like they feel the backup team that, especially in years past, formidable linebacker, two of the top 10 linebackers secondary. I mean, they kind of, they've kind of struggled with getting guys there, but still lots of guys, lots of different options. I mean, mm-hmm. Isaiah Oliver, they're signing in yeah. free agency might like not make the roster. I mean, he probably will, but there's a chance that he's not starting just because they had so sure. many oh, options yeah. here. Like the point is they hedge everything and they hedged Lance as they should. And it's because they hedged Lance that we can sit here and discuss the Trey Lance situation and the saga as like, an interesting, expensive, and ultimately like painful and non-fruitful thought experiment. Essentially, it was an idea of like, let's see if we get like a guy who can be fast and be strong and do all these super cool things. Can we make him into a quarterback that elevates us? If not, oh, we have other quarterbacks we know are good enough. Oh, we're wrong. Okay, we'll turn to a seventh round pick, Mr. Irrelevant who played on like a Mahomesian level and pure statistics <laughs> for the final eight games of the season. If Purdy falters a little bit, they can, they might just like sign Kirk cousins and the saga of Kyle Shanahan is complete. I mean, there's uh. so many options that they keep open for themselves. And it's insane because yeah. you're right. The national media is on them. Local media has been on them for yeah. a while. But no other, and I do mean no other general manager and like head coach group in the NFL could get away with what they did with Trey Lance from trading up to choosing him to how they've like developed him and gotten away with it. And it's solely because the rest of the team is so good. Kyle Shanahan has some insane like scheme that just if you're like okay enough 
and you yep. get snaps, you will produce, and this team can go like be very successful. Yep. They've been yep. to two NFC Championship games, and Trey Lance hasn't played in a snap of them. That's like <laughs> in drafting him, they've been arguably more successful than any other point under the two, and it's been thanks to nothing from Lance. It's maybe he just so, needs to be on the like, team. Maybe that's the secret. He just needs to be there. Maybe. I mean, I'm kind of rambling here because it's so – when I <laughs> it say really it out is. loud, it's ludicrous. It's insane <laughs> right. how this team – just like how this all played out. And if they were losing, then they would really be getting their heads knocked in. But as you say, oh, yeah. they're not. They keep winning like, somehow because the rest of the team is so good. And like you said, Shanahan's scheme allows – I don't know maybe probably not like like even at his at his best is is Purdy going to be like a top 10 quarterback probably not right because he just because the tools are not there there's he has other things that maybe guys who are or quote-unquote better quarterbacks than him might not have like Dak Prescott might be a better physical quarterback than than Brock Purdy. I'm just I'm just picking one at random that doesn't like because if you you could pick a lot of other guys, right? Like Mahomes or or Herbert or Burroughs or whatever. Um, but like Pres- Prescott seems like the guy, right? Like he might have the, the the physical tools, but he doesn't seem to like put put it all. He hasn't figured out how to put it all together in 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 ways where it where it matters, right? Um, and he kind of crumbles under certain pressures and. Purdy hasn't seemed to do that um, thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's too early to tell whether or not that's going to continue to be the case. And um, but you know we see we've seen players overcome physical lack of physical tools uh, repeatedly oh, yeah. in the NFL. And maybe Purdy's the next guy on that list. Uh, I mean the the Drew Brees comparisons are a little easy, but it it, it fits um, in in a lot of ways. He's not um, he's probably a little more athletic than Drew was, but um, It'll it'll be really interesting to see because this this is the like the make or break thing, right? Like if he's wrong, like if he dug his heels in on Purdy and he's wrong about this, um, that's when that's when I think the problems are gonna start kicking in and and it's gonna be like, well, mm-hmm. you could have kept your or rode your number three overall draft pick a little more and seen if he and actually given him a chance to amount to see if he could amount to something, let him try and fail because he never really got to try or fail really um so i think there's a lot riding on this season whether or not lance stays and is the third quarterback or whether or not they figure out a way to to trade him or because i I mean that's the i I don't know it's just gonna be this this team continues to 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 intrigue and flummox me (laughs) every single year um be it you know ever since basically shanahan and lens have been here from the randomness of the the Super Bowl run in 2019 to being bad again the next year to this just wild wild organization mm-hmm. that I don't understand and yet here we are we love it I Definitely. think it's 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 so easy I think for everyone to picture what like her, what Lance's like best version is right because it's some replica of what Mahomes is now. Obviously, Mahomes might be just the best quarterback ever. Like, he's insane, but 
you can like you get the idea of that like oh if like lance can like get the mechanics down and if he processes the game a little faster and if he like is more aggressive on his throws like if it all comes together then you're like wow like this guy can make every throw it's incredible with purdy i think it's it's harder right for like especially for me personally not like having the most explicit like football knowledge in terms of the X's and O's of like what a quarterback looks through when they're like going through their progressions and how, like how you build that up more. Right. It's hard for me to see what Purdy's doing and be like, this is how he gets better. And this is what it means for him to be better. Right. Like what does it mean for Brock Purdy to be better than what he is? It seems to me that it just means that like, he makes less bad decisions. Like that seems simple enough to say, but it feels like that's, that's it. Right. Like if Purdy is able to read the field better or read defenses better, he just makes decisions better, but you can't really say like, at no point will you be able to say, I think Brock Purdy can go across his body 45 yards down the field. <laughs> right. And maybe Lance can't do that. And that's part of the Niners issue when scouting Lance. But that's the projectability part that I think Purdy misses. But you're mm-hmm. right. Like the this entire question is now does is Shanahan right about Purdy? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what any other like Shanahan has to believe he can win with his quarterback. Because how he calls a game is almost everything. If he gives the quarterback the tools to succeed, the Niners and the quarterback is able to act on it, the Niners can go really far. In the Super Bowl, we saw exact moments where the answers were right there. And if another quarterback, not like Jimmy Garoppolo is not in this team anymore and it's not (laughs) worth – kind of going back to what he could and couldn't do. But if there was a quarterback who was better than Garoppolo on the Niners, he sees what Garoppolo doesn't see. And this whole discussion is moot because the Niners have won a Super Bowl and we don't even know what happens anymore. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like in the Rams game, almost the same exact thing. Right. There are other factors, but if the, like when the pedal hits the metal, if your quarterback play is better. You get past that. And they could have won one, two, three Super Bowls. You don't know. I mean, the point is that, like, it's all about that, like, being able to be trusted by Shanahan in, like, writing in the answers he gives you. And we, like, everyone likes to make fun of, like, the Kirk Cousins love that Shanahan has. But if Cousins is, like, the guy that is able to do this, Cousins and players who think like Cousins, and even, like, players better than Cousins, right? If you're able to do what Shanahan wants you to do, there's a lot of success in it for you. So, I mean, I don't know. The quarterback situation is what a mess it is. Uh, You know, just when we thought – every the last couple of years we've been like, we're done with this – quarterback controversy stuff we got a definitive starter and then last year it was well they're trying to get rid of garoppolo but they can't get rid of him and he's hanging around and 
this year. It's, oh, there's a battle for the second quarterback position, and it involves two former number all, number three overall picks, including one that the team itself drafted. Um, and, um, yeah. So uh, one final thing that I'll, that I'll say, the reason that I'm not feeling confident in a, a trade happening is because of exactly what happened last offseason with Garoppolo. Actually, you could probably argue two, the last two offseasons with Garoppolo where they didn't get what they wanted, so they didn't trade the guy. Um, so that that is the one thing that makes me go, hmm. they're very, very, very stingy about letting players that they think have value go, um, whether or not they have, think he has value <laughs> is another thing altogether. Uh, but they also know that they needed four quarterbacks last year, and that may be sticking in their head a little bit um, to a certain extent. But time will tell. We shall see. Um, all right. So let's. Uh, <laughs> so we talked about the the uh, second preseason game. We don't have to dwell on that very long because maybe most of the takeaways that we would have had would have been would be uh, useless anyway. Because I'm sure if we had talked about this on Tuesday, would have been like, oh, you know, Trey Lance really looked good, and what a what a maybe he's uh, in, reinserted himself into the quarterback two conversation. But that would have been the wrong. Uh, conclusion for us to come to um so i wanted to talk about obviously the niners are playing um the chargers on uh, tomorrow night uh at 7 p.m local time which is just a strange time to start a, a football game um because for those of us on the east coast that's a that's a late one i haven't actually even looked to see if it's playing live here it might be because there's a pretty good chance that it will be it's the on only nfl thing network i think yeah, I think it's on NFL Network. Sometimes they they if there's multiple games happening, we don't like last last week we didn't get the the Broncos game live because there was another game happening simultaneously. So I had to go back and and watch it at, afterwards. But um, so maybe maybe we'll see how it goes. Um, but so we're not we're not sure how who's gonna play, who's gonna do what. I'm, you know, there's still an expectation. I think that the Purdy and the, and most of the starters might get out there for a little bit. Um, I imagine he'll want to run them out there for at least a couple of series, right? To, to kind of get a little bit of uh, a couple more reps before the, the season. Cause the, the, the season opener is still, you know, like two weeks away from uh, after the, the games more than two weeks, I think. Um, so this will be a good opportunity, but we'll see. And then it'll probably be, Darnold, and then I would imagine Brandon Allen would get the the final run. There's no absolutely no reason to run Lance out there if you don't intend on using him for anything. But we'll see how that goes. Um, so just wanted to kind of look past all that. The Chargers game will be interesting to to kind of lock into and pay attention to. But um, the after the the uh, the game, which takes place tomorrow, um, I believe it's five days after that is when the roster cuts are due. The 30th, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so I wanted to to talk about that to kind of close things out for uh, this episode. So one I wanted to throw out, and we don't have to linger on this for a terribly long time. One player that you think might get cut who would be a surprise, and one player you think is going to make the roster that you think is going to be, um, who's kind of been like a, a surprise, like, oh, well, this guy's risen up and he's going to make the roster. There you go. All right. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise cuts are hard because I like. I think there are several players who probably the Niners are like happy keeping around that probably shouldn't be around. 
So I'll throw out two names because I'm not really so. All right, backtracking some. Of I think Isaiah <laughs> Oliver is the like is the fun and like like kind of like headline worthy answer right now because you don't know like he's in a competition, but I just don't see that contract like letting him leave. And it seems like Steve Wilkes is more interested in using him as a matchup kind of option sure. than like letting him go because he is like a larger nickel cornerback. So I would say I think Jalen Moore is on really mm. thin ice. Yeah. Chris Forrester, by the way, the 49ers offensive line coach, absolute incredible interviews because <laughs> he doesn't couch anything. Like he will just say, like, well, yeah, like we think, like I don't think Moore's like given a hundred percent, but when he gets out there, you know, he's not really quick enough to be a guard, but he has some of the agility for a tackle, so we'll <laughs> let him run there, even though everyone thinks he should be a guard. Or like Leroy Watson, you know, he's not there yet, but he's he's battling. Like just all the coach speak is gone, and you just hear like <laughs> really critical but really insightful like comments on his players. And it's actually Forrester's comments that I've been reading that make me think, I don't think Moore has a really good standing on this team. I think they've been disappointed in like kind of how he's played ever since he was drafted. So yeah. I could see him getting pushed, especially, especially if they're feeling that like Matt Pryor can handle the tackle spots then he might get pushed out of the way. And then the other one, I think, is Demetrius Flanagan Fowles. I think this one is just... So my gut is honestly that I don't know if Oren Burks needs to be on the 49ers roster. Right. I think signing him for special teams is a big deal and it showcased a commitment to that group. But DFF honestly outplayed him in special teams. So, But I don't think either one should be the strong side linebacker i think your rookie linebackers or marsilio mccray ball like all these guys have showcased that they're they deserve to be on the nfl roster so where more i think is more a factor of him not playing up to what the niners expected him i think like dff or oren burks if i was really going out there but i'm not i'm too much of a coward so demetrius flanagan fouls is kind of the guy who i think is getting really pushed by the young guys behind him, and the Niners might just think the upside is worth it. And then player who I think will make the roster, the easy answer, and it's not really like surprising anymore, but I'll still say it, is Ronnie Bell. You've been on it from like day one, and like if there's one takeaway that's not really quarterback-related from the Broncos game, it's just beyond the fact that Ronnie Bell seems to have the worst, like, moments of not catching a ball that gets intercepted right. and i don't know if that's like a special skill he has that he wants to fix he's <laughs> he he's, definitely should <laughs> he's right there i mean like he does everything the niners want and first when ray ray went out i think you said oh i think ronnie bell's gonna make the roster and i was like okay yeah but now that danny gray's hurt as well he's almost a lock and he's mm-hmm. played so well, I can see him being active in Pittsburgh and getting a chance to really make some plays. His punt yeah. returning hasn't been so good, but like as a receiver, he's a great find for the 49ers. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, he he definitely. I mean, he he looks so good with the ball in his hand. Um, and and frankly, from the punt returner point of view, if if he can like hand, just handle the ball, it doesn't have to be spectacular. Um, like not making a mistake on punt returns at this particular point would be a real good thing while they wait for for Ray Ray, Ray McLeod to get back. Um, but yeah, he's definitely, uh, somebody that I, that I am excited to see. I mean, he just, just, I mean, you're right. Like the timing of his two drops in the preseason so far have been just absolutely horrible. Um, but hopefully he'll, he'll be able to get that cleaned up. Um, I'm, I'm going to jump similar to you, uh, and go with an offensive lineman that the 49ers drafted that they thought that they could turn into something else it's this is not like a terribly surprising cut um but it's just like they've been so invested in in turning nick sakel into a center um or an interior offensive lineman uh, he was a tackle at at fordham when they drafted him and it just it doesn't seem to be going well the transition is not happening um and i the by and large the second team offensive line has been way way worse than the third team offensive line. And some, some of that might have to be, might be competition, right? The third team offensive line is going against third team defensive linemen. So maybe it makes it their job a little bit easier, but um, I, I think Zakel is not going to be like the world's most surprising cut. Um, but I, I just, there's just no way he makes the active roster. And I feel like they probably feel really comfortable that he's going to clear waivers and maybe they try to bring him back or maybe they just decide, you know what, that, that was a, that was a, a miss. We missed that one. Um, you can't win them all. Um, you know, that's normally their, where their money, uh, one of their money rounds in the, in the draft when they got him, you know, in the later, the later rounds and it, you know, just, just, just didn't work out. Um, and that, and that's, that's totally fine. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens from here. Um, and I, I think especially problematic because they kept him on the roster last year and it just has it's it's kind of gone downhill from there. So that would be my surprise, but maybe not really terribly surprising uh, cut. I mean, it seemed like it was a very, I think, hopeful pick. Was he part of the 20? Was he part of the Lance draft as well? Um, He was the 2022 yes i think yeah it was i think that's correct um this is his third he's got two years experience so so yeah so this is this is his third season that he's entering into so yes um what a weird draft in a lot of ways but um any 49ers legend trey sermon scored a touchdown in preseason today that's uh indeed he did um, good job, Trey. Um, so for surprising, like potential guy who could make the roster, and I, I don't know this. It seems like you know I'll stay in the offensive line just because there's just so many questions about what the the depth of the position is going to look like. But there seems to be a lot of conversation about. I, and I'm going to completely butcher this guy's name. Is it Ill Manning? Is that is that how how you say that the kid's name? Um, he's a rookie out of Hawaii. Um, not like a massive human being for, for, for an offensive lineman. He's six two, two ninety four, So a little kind of undersized, um, for, for an offensive lineman, but he's, he seemed to be, you mentioned Chris Furster. Um, he's, 
I, I know that he said a lot of good things about Manning and, and he's, he's done well um, in his reps again. We'll see if the preseason games matter in that particular case. Um, he seems like a really ideal guy that they'd probably like to keep on the, on the practice squad um, if they can get him there. Um, and then you mentioned um, the two rookie linebackers. I think, I, I think there's a pretty good shot that they, they both make this team. I think it makes a lot of sense um, because neither of them is going to be asked to be a, one of them will probably be a quote unquote starter, right? As like the, the third, <laughs> the third, again, uh, air quote starting linebacker. Um, but neither of them is going to be expected to play like a, a boatload of snaps defensively. Um, and they just, they, they both seem to just have something. Um, D winners is just remarkably fast. Like, um, and you could just see them, like you could see one of them, at least one of them turning into another, like Dre Greenlaw level, like, Oh, we got this guy in the middle rounds and now he's a, like a, a veritable, like NFL pretty like high level star like he's top 100 players in the nfl is voted by the by the rest of the the players kind of thing um so i could see i could see one of those guys sneaking in and i'm not even sure that it's a surprise at this point either that uh that we'd also say deshaun jameson is is uh on on a fast track to possibly making this team although I don't know uh, that that cornerback room, as you mentioned, is pretty loaded, surprisingly, <laughs> in ways that I don't think we would have expected at all. Yeah, it's loaded with like just the same level of hopefully competent starter, maybe better, but we don't know because we're not sure. I mean, I think the craziest thing is that Diamador Lenore is just penciled in as one of your starting corners. After like his two years and the up and the ups and downs there, an insane kind of like position to be, but he's earned it. I mean, he's absolutely earned it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I think those linebackers, they're so good. They yeah. linebackers just make me so excited. They're like my favorite <laughs> position in football. And they're just like it's so awesome when the Niners are just like pumping out quality linebackers. It's amazing. Um, they just they just know like some some teams just know how to how to draft certain positions. Um, and linebacker seems to be one that the Niners are just like, we got it. Like and the weird part is, is it's different. It's not like the defensive staff has stayed the same consistently. I mean, I'm sure there is some consistency there, but like they've gone through they're on their third offensive or defensive coordinator in that time. So it's not like they're they're all locating so, so it's it's just it's amazing how they just keep finding these guys in the mid to late rounds. It's just like like Jalen Graham was was a sixth rounder, seventh rounder, I think sixth rounder. Um, he might have been a seventh rounder actually. Uh, come think of it, and they're just gonna and he's probably gonna make this roster and he's gonna impact the team in some way, shape, or form as a rookie. Probably as a special teams player mostly, but it's pretty incredible. Um, anyway, Akshay, any final thoughts about this this? anything that we've talked about uh we've said a lot of things about the quarterback situation so i don't know that we need to say much more but if you have final words as you are uh so good at uh bringing us home with your your final words so i wanted to uh to, to grant you that opportunity once again honestly i'm just happy that it's over and what it is is a lot of different things i'm happy like disappointing as this quarterback kind of carousel has been, I'm happy that it's not a question anymore. And we can like talk about a football team 
and not their backup quarterback. I'm happy that preseason is wrapping up because that means in a couple of weeks, games start mattering and, you know, you're not going to want to turn off your TV after 15 minutes unless you're really trying to take a look at all the young players. And I'm just, I'm happy that we're getting back in the swing of things, man. You know, football season, it's pretty heartbreaking in January when quarterback play isn't up there. But other than that, it's a great time. Yeah, man. Well said. Um, as always, you are uh, you're the king of 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 closing out the the podcast. But um, I I also get the last word because that's how this works. Uh, <laughs> thanks uh, thanks for all of you out there for listening to this episode of the Niner Noise Podcast, part of the Fan Sided Podcast Network. As always, check out NinerNoise.com for all your latest 49ers news and analysis, and be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. And of course, share it with all your fellow 49er fan friends. So until next time, let's sound the horn, 49ers. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.